Welcome to the Building Her Up podcast, a place where women longing for Christian mentorship can find coaching, instruction, and encouragement to live the kingdom lifestyle. I am your host, Jasmine Ruiz, and today's episode is titled Redefining Strength. Every individual perceives what strength is, but I wonder, does it match God's definition of strength? Join me and let's see what God has to say. Welcome! So happy you can tune into today's episode. This is going to be a good one. The idea for today's topic comes from my work as a mental health therapist and my personal healing journey. The work with my clients is usually centered around getting them to express their emotions. More often than not, they come in to see me sharing that they feel numb. They have difficulty feeling both negative and positive emotions. Feeling numb has its benefits because it prevents one from being overtaken by negative emotions, but it truly takes away from the value of life when one is unable to feel positive emotions like joy and excitement. So when they say that, it's a cue for me that there's something unresolved, something they haven't processed yet, and that it's so painful that they have created a defense against feeling emotions. So it's my job to help them figure out what is that unresolved thing and get them to process the pain in a safe and supportive environment. At one point in time, I considered the numbness to be a strength. During an exercise I had to do for my group counseling training, the facilitators asked the group members if they, if, If anyone could be an animal, which animal would they choose? I think without hesitation, I said I would be a lioness because they are powerful and strong. My perception of being a lioness comes from looking at my lineage. I look back at my grandmother and my mother who raised children as single mothers in not so safe environments. And hearing stories of them enduring hardships and pain, I saw such a tremendous strength. Thankfully, my mom worked really hard to make sure that I had a better life than both of them, but I still had my trials that I had to overcome. So as I envisioned myself and the women in my family, I would feel a sense of pride to say that we are fighters. We are tough and resilient. I still hold to these beliefs and honor the lioness in each of us. But something I failed to see that day as I was sitting in that group and telling them about who I am as an animal, I I didn't realize that I was feeling a sense of numbness. What I felt great pride in was something that was birthed out of survival. The ladies in my family and I survived. We did what we had to do to survive. But what happens when you're living life in survival mode? What happens? 
What happens in that moment is that you never have rest because you're in a heightened state of awareness due to that fear, that danger is creeping just around the corner. You never have peace because every person is a threat to you and your loved ones. You can't let your guard down because if you do and something happens, then you feel a great sense of shame and guilt because you should have known better. You've learned the hard way that no one will protect you, so it's up to you to do it. How sad, how exhausting, how lonely, and how time-consuming is all of that? What a theft of joy and quality of life that is. After that group training, I did a lot of soul-searching, used my, my counseling skills to ask myself hard questions, and started going to the Lord and releasing what was locked inside of me. I sat down and asked myself, what am I most afraid of? As I started asking myself that question, I began to uncover what was lurking in my thoughts and lurking in my body. What I came to discover was that I was afraid to be alone. I found that answer to be interesting because here I am feeling so proud that I am independent that I don't need to bother people for help because I'm capable of doing things alone. So here I am pushing people away, but then afraid of being alone. Sometimes our greatest fears hide behind the masks that we put up so that, you know, the way that we want other people to see us. I'm telling the world that I'm strong and independent, but inside I was feeling weak and craving intimate connections. I'm grateful I sat down and asked myself this question because I started to see the full picture of how my fear was dictating my life. Two big thoughts that would pop into my head from time to time that I would push out by keeping myself busy were, what if my husband decides to leave me or what if he dies? I know that's that's some big questions there. Those two thoughts would bring me so much physical and mental pain that it felt like I was dying. This is why I had to numb myself. These thoughts brought so much unrest and chaos for me that I needed to protect myself. And the way that I did was by keeping him at an arm's length. We're going into nine years of marriage this year. And it's sad to say that more than half of the time we've been together, I have been fighting to keep my independence because what would happen if I allowed my walls to come down? That would mean he now has power over me. He has the power to take my vulnerability and use it against me. Or let's say he dies. I wouldn't know how to live. So it's best to keep my distance. I did. And he felt it. He was trying to build this deep, intimate connection, a vulnerable connection with me, and I kept pushing him away. My fear was in the driver's seat of my life and taking me down the path of the very thing that I didn't want, which was loneliness. I can sit here today and tell you my story because God has been working and healing me. As my self-awareness has increased, I've been able to surrender my worries and fears to him. Can I just say how much lighter I feel? How much more peace, rest, joy I have because of this? 
And the icing on the cake is that my marriage is better than ever. My husband, time after time, has proven to be trustworthy. And because of that, I've allowed myself to be vulnerable with him. I don't pretend I can do everything myself, you know, trying to be misindependent. But I ask for his help, which has lightened the load for me in so many ways. My fear of him dying is in the throne room of heaven now because I've prayed so many times. So I barely hear that, that voice that's speaking to me. But what I do hear is my father in heaven reassuring me that he is my provider and that whatever happens in life, I will never be alone because I have him. I want to share with you some of my takeaways during the season of growth and healing that I've been walking through. The first takeaway is that there is strength in weaknesses. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, I will gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in my weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The definition of strength I've seen is to be independent, not to cry, not show emotions to others, keeping everything to yourself. If you make mistakes, hide it because then you look weak. The Bible contradicts the world's definition by saying to boast in your weaknesses. Don't hide it, but boast. Tell everybody what God has done in you and through you. Can you imagine what the church would look like if people were vulnerable enough to share their fears, their sins, their mistakes, and speak about God's power? The church would be thriving, and so would relationships. Friendships, marriages, parent-child relationships would be flourishing. Here I am being vulnerable by sharing something that is so meaningful to me so that you can see what Christ has done. He has set me free from the bondage of fear. And I can tell you, there is freedom for you as well. Nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible with God. The second takeaway that is important for us to shine light into the dark places of our souls. What stays in a dark so like, for example, with me and my fears of, of my husband leaving me and, and dying, that's something that was hiding in the dark. And I, and I had to take that time to start shining light to that. What stays in the dark feels like a giant monster eating away at us. When we shine light to the scary things, it exposes it for what it really is, which is kind of like a dust bunny that has no power next to the father that has all the power. The scriptures tell us in John 1, 5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The word light here is referring to Jesus and the darkness, aka Satan, is unable to overcome him. My third takeaway is to turn and read scripture. Psalm 119, 130 tells us the unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. As we read the Bible, the Bible has the power to reveal to us the hidden wounds in our hearts. Work on uncovering those wounds 
so that you and the Lord can bring health and restoration. As a counselor, I encourage you to invite a professional Christian counselor who can hold your hand on that journey. You're not meant to do this alone. And my last takeaway is that it might be something you haven't heard before or was actually shown to you to be it, it, to be a negative thing. And what I want to say is it's okay to cry. Maybe growing up, you got bullied or belittled for crying, which made you hide it. But you're no longer that same child. You are the adult and you can make the choice of saying, it's okay to express my emotions. May scripture comfort you as it reminds us in Psalm 56, 8, that the Lord holds our tears and writes it in his book. One day you will stand before him and he will remind you of every tear that was shed and that he was near you every time. You, my friend, are not alone. The Lord is your comforter and your rest. Turn to him and release the burdens you are carrying. Do not allow the world to define what strength means. Remember that the Lord has already defined it and he said that his power is perfected in our weaknesses. So don't hide, but boast about it and allow the world to know what Jesus has done. Turn to scripture and to the Lord to be the flashlight that exposes what's hiding in the dark. Once you reveal what's hiding, allow yourself to feel the emotions. Cry if you need to, because that's where the healing takes place. I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you want to stay up to date with new episodes, click follow or subscribe. And I'd love to hear your takeaways in the review section. As always, take what you've learned and share it with someone so that you can build them up. See you later.